The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to episode number 115 of the LSR Podcast. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by the brightest minds in all of the gaming industry. And with me, I have one of those minds, and his name is Dustin Galker. You should follow him on the Twitter machine, at Dustin Galker. It is free. Just hit the button, and you'll agree with every one of his takes. I promise you on that. We're going to get you updated on what's going on with a potential IPO. We're going to see what's going on with some more partnerships. We're going to talk about what's happening in Louisiana, in North Carolina, but let's kick things off with the big states here, Dustin, as always. I mean, listen, it is New York. It is Florida. It is California. It's the states we've been talking about here on this pod for two years now. Where do we stand with the big three? Yeah, there's not exactly huge news any, out of any of these states, mm-hmm. but when someone sneezes in these states, uh, I think people want to know. So we're like, there, there's a little bit more than sneezing happening. So we'll, but we'll start with New York, where uh, just this week uh, there was a, a gaming commission held a meeting, approved sports betting rules. So we are uh, one more step along the way toward. New York having uh, legal sports betting. These rules need to be approved. We are, as you all know, who are loyal listeners or readers of Legal Sports Report. The the bids have been submitted. We talked about that last week. And we have uh, up to several months here where the the state is going to look at these bids, uh, talk to the, the operators and try to figure out what they want to do, who they want to pick, and who's going to operate in the state. We also, uh, there's a gaming conference up in uh, upstate as well, where uh, one of the key sponsors again promised us that we'd have legal online <laughs> sports betting in New York by the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, they're hoping for earlier than that, but everything you look at with the process and how it's going makes you think that the Super Bowl is at least an achievable goal. So those are the things we're looking at. We're still waiting to hear. And if you don't want to know which sports books you're getting in New York, uh, you need a Ouija board. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know what you need, uh, but it's going to be a while till we know that it sounds like. But, you know, we hope and and it looks like you're going to get several operators, if not a fully robust market there in New York when things are up and running, hopefully by the Super Bowl. That is uh, that is amazing when we consider where we were, you know, just a short time ago with all of this, not only how soon maybe this could be happening, but just as you mentioned, which operators could even be going there because there was the, you know, the longest time where we thought, oh, it's going to be, you know, maybe only a couple. Maybe it's going to be the worst thing ever. And it's a monopoly. And then here we are where it looks as if the, the fine people of New York and let's face it, the big winners here, not only are the consumers in New York, 
But it's the other sports books that get to operate there because, I mean, that being a massive, massive, huge market, they're the big they're the biggest winners in all this, even outside of the consumers there in New York. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's there's still a lot to work out here. Like, you know, <laughs> sometimes it seems like we've cried wolf in the past on 50 percent or uh, like but it's it's like DraftKings. FanDuel, MGM, Bally, the, the, one of these super bids have said we can make this work at 50% mm. or at least they want to be in the market that badly that you can, like, we, we, can't, we can't afford not to be in the market. So we'll give you the 50% even though it's probably not ideal. But, you know, you're going to get the same product you are everywhere else. Mm. You know, if, if any of these bids gets gets taken up, well, will you get the same amount of odds boost and promotion? I don't know. But, you know, they're going to have, you know, they're going to have programs that attract players. If they're in the state, they're not just going to open up shop and not try to do anything. They're going to try to get players in the door, you know, and, and see what happens. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, we've cautioned, we've, we've, we've had a lot of caution here, but, you know, it's, I think for the end consumer, you're going to get at least multiple sports books. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get bad lines. You're not going to get, it's not the end of the world as we sit here, at least, you know, there's still room for New York to mess this all up. But, you know, from what we know and what the, right. and what these bids look like, it looks looks fairly promising for what, you know, what you're going to get. Again, you're not going to get, you know, 10. You're probably not going to get maybe you get 10. I don't know. Uh, you're not going to get dozens of sports books, but you're going to get a lot of some of the big ones, no matter what happens. Our friend John Holden, who writes awesome, has a, a, a really, really awesome knowledge of everything that goes on behind the scenes and not only has a great uh, knowledge of that, but also has good opinions on how things might play out. And there's a an opinion piece up over at LSR right now about what's going on over there in Florida, Dustin, because, hey, here we are with yet a another kind of let's just call it. I don't know if it's a speed bump, but it's at least another wrinkle that's going to have to be ironed out here in Florida. Yeah. So this is what we've been saying is is coming is more lawsuits. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't, lawsuits don't excite you. Um, this is <laughs> this is what's what's happening in Florida. And this is what could stop Florida sports betting. One of uh, a lawsuit coming out of the state that, you know, determines, you know, either b- before or after that sports betting launches that you can't conduct online sports betting in the state. So the, the mm-hmm. latest is uh, two casinos, actually a casino and a, and a poker room in Florida already had a lawsuit in federal court. They, they filed another lawsuit in uh, U.S. District Court in District Columbia against the Department of Interior, which approved the Seminole Compact, which, of course, as we all know, is what is leading toward the possibility of online sports betting launching as soon as October. So this is, uh, you know, another front on the legal case. We, you know, we expect there are going to be more lawsuits than just this. Again, this is just, these are a couple of the the put the the uh, casino the uh, gambling operators in the state who 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 are saying this is not constitutional either uh, vis-a-vis the the U.S. Constitution or other other laws so uh, including the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act so this is why we've been saying okay great with the con the compact is is has been has been settled and they're they're moving forward and you know you know they're they are moving forward like they're going to launch in October but one of these laws it all it takes is one of these lawsuits a uh, you know, an injunction to stop it from launching. That's all it takes for um, for us to be back, not quite the square one, but for, mm-hmm. for sports betting not to launch. So, you know, if you like this, uh, sometimes these these uh, lawsuit stories aren't exciting, but this is what is complicating things in Florida. So you, I, I would dismiss these at your own peril uh, rather than saying, oh, we're going to launch in October in Florida. We don't know if that's the case. There's, you know, there's a, there are a lot, as you and I know, you can look at the calendar. There are a lot of yeah. days between now and October 15th that could, could easily derail this, but 
you know, if none of it does, then we could be, you know, we could be betting on an online bet, uh, gambling app in uh, middle of October for the NFL season. If none of these lawsuits uh, ends up stopping things, but right. this, this one, this one in particular, uh, the, they have, there's 14 days to respond to it by the state. Uh, there's also a suit filed against the state and what they're doing and because they approve the compact. So, you know, multiple fronts on this, you're going to, you're, it would, you might see things get slowed down by any one of these lawsuits. So uh, keep tuning into uh, LSR reading uh, these, these lawsuit stories and we'll tell you what we think of uh, their chances of stopping our sports betting from happening. And again, read John, read John and get smarter. He's one of the, the best legal writers that I know uh, out there on the sports. Well, he's the best legal writer I know on the, on the sports betting front. So we talk about California because we lump them in here with the other big states, which are New York and Florida. That being said, California is not on the same plane here as New York. And well, I should say not the same trajectory here as New York and Florida. But hey, look, anytime, as you mentioned, anytime anything happens whatsoever, we want to update what's going on in California. So just what is the what is the landscape over there in California right now as we sit here on August the 19th? Uh, yeah. So there were, last week, there was a lot of, uh, people, uh, co- coming, looking at this new ballot proposal, which opens up online sports betting in California. So this is a, a proposal for the next ballot. We already know that there is a, a ballot measure that will be on where allowing retail sports books to happen in California. So we, the, there was the announcement of this, uh, this proposed ballot measure that would be a fairly open, uh, way for sports betting to happen in California. Uh, now there are, there's a lot of things to have to happen before this thing comes, becomes reality, including almost a million signatures before April collecting signatures. But, uh, obviously we all know in the, during the pandemic, probably pretty hard. Um, also you're also going to get the tribes trying to stop this with every, every breath they take. They don't, they do not want this right now. They want their ballot measure. Uh, this could be mutually assured self, uh, destruction by these two ballot measures, uh, just trying, you, you know, the tribes would rather have nothing than have this giant free for all where everybody and their brother can have an online sports book. Right. So, uh, so there's a lot of breathless reporting. Of, oh, there might be another ballot measure. It may get legalized sports betting. Yes, that all could happen. But, you know, we're not even close as we sit here to actually having a ballot measure that would allow this. And there are just there, you know, having covered, you know, we uh, you and I have talked on this podcast. I know the. The complications of of getting anything done around online gambling in California. The mm-hmm. Online poker has literally well more than a decade. It's been around uh, and bandied about. I was about to say, like, I mean, this is we're literally talking. I, mean, I, I can't believe it's 2021. And I mean, we're, there was supposed to be online poker in 2009 there. Like it, like it was supposed to be like, oh, yeah, no, this will this will get done. And then, yeah, here we are in 2021 and still nothing's gotten done. So I think you and I, anytime anything is said in California, we probably look at it a little bit with a little bit more of a grain of salt than maybe even most people do now this is and this is different to be clear than mm-hmm. than online poker is always legislative this yeah. is this is a ballot measure that would legalize it there's you know that's arguably a, a path of least resistance but again the tribes will spend any amount of money i think needed uh i'm putting words in their mouth they they, they don't say this exactly but they they will stop this ballot measure from happening I, there's mm-hmm. almost no question in my mind that if they they have the will to stop this unless unless you know you know, right now we don't know. I mean, this offers sports betting to the leagues and teams and, you know, kind of what we've seen in other states where they are the ones that kind of hold licenses. But it's not clear this is exactly what they want either um, and whether they're ready to take this fight on now or wait to for another day for, you know, because I, th- I think they know the the political limitations of what's going on in California. And this trying to do this would be 
you know, again, maybe mutually assured self-destruction for, for both of these, both of these uh, competing ballot measures, should this one get on the, on the ballot. So we'll see. Um, but I, I don't think we're real close to California online betting. I think, you know, I think the over the, we're still looking at a longer horizon. This re, this retail sports betting at the tribes has a chance for sure. Uh, especially if there's not a competing ballot measure, but uh, this ballot measure is not a cause for, Oh, we're going to have online sports betting in 2020, 2023. There's a lot that has to happen before that's a reality. We have talked a ton about official league data. We've talked a ton about the companies that provide this data to the various sports books uh, around the world. And certainly the word more talking about it here in the United States. Um, one of those companies that is a data and sports information provider is Sport Radar. And we had talked about. They were looking to maybe go the route of the of the uh, of the SPAC. You know, it was one of those we've seen that become a very popular thing here, especially with gaming companies over the last six to eight months. And it looked like maybe they were on track to get that done. Dustin, that did not happen. So they, it looks like they're going to go a different route. Yeah, uh, Sport Radar filed documents uh, this week to for an initial public offering. Yeah, again, there is uh, there had been talk of of a SPAC and happening uh, with a reverse merger, basically uh, to go public. Uh, and as we have talked, in, there's many of these that have existed in the gaming space that did not happen for whatever reason. I'm not sure we know that, but uh, you're going to see Sport Radar listed on the Nasdaq Global Select Market. So if you would like another way to invest in sports betting, these data companies, Genius Sports, also public now. Uh, you know, these are the companies that hold the levers and you know that are a big part of the ecosystem. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and, and not just not just in gambling, but just in data in general and sports, which is increasingly an important part of of uh of sports and how we consume them so uh we don't have a price don't know valuation things like that what they're seeking we just know that they're this ipo is coming uh so we'll learn more about that as time goes on but this is uh, a just a, a huge company that has been valued in the billions in the past uh this is like right around the start of uh, legal sports betting in the u.s they're mm-hmm. valued at uh, 2.4 billion what they're valued at now god only knows but it's uh, this is a this is a large company that is a a huge part of the uh, the sports betting ecosystem right now and uh, actually read it just a re up to deal with FanDuel through 2028 I guess I'll be alive through till then I don't know but uh uh that's, that's a long time for getting for getting data still uh, in the world uh, but that's the kind of thing you know the, these operator operators are partnering with these data companies and this powers their sports books these are very important companies in, in the ecosystem and, uh, you know, there were a couple of of very big names out there that are betting on data as well. Some of the investors in Sport Radar include you might have heard of a guy like Michael Jordan. You might have heard of Mark Cuban, Ted Leonsis, like people we've talked about uh, that are that have been tangentially involved with sports betting one way or another. Of course, Cuban tied to any of the rumors coming out of Texas and uh, Leonsis, of course, uh, very prominent in all of this. And of course, Michael Jordan is just uh, it's just a sports better in himself, you know. I mean, uh, and, and amongst other things, apparently, in his gambling past and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, they are also investors in the company. As we look here, um, Maryland is a state that we have kind of kept an eye on trying to figure out what are we looking at as far as a date where people are going to be able to get their bets down. Dustin, what's the latest coming out of Maryland? The latest is, uh, I think this is not a shock based on probably how little you've read or we've talked about Maryland that you, they are not yeah. going to launch um, in time for NFL season. I think there's probably some question of whether it launches at any point during football season. This has been a slow process to be sure. 
um, in getting things, especially uh, next to other states that <laughs> we'll talk about here in a little bit that mm. are that are moving fairly quickly. You know, and you know uh, whether whether that's the right thing or the not or not. You know, this is new ga- this is new gambling interesting in your state. Like Maryland is, you know, being a little bit cautious. They have to award a lot of licenses. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of things in in Maryland that are a little different from other states. So, um, you know. It's it's there at least there's at least still a possibility, but right like obviously right now as we sit here a few weeks away, they you know there's there's no chance we're going to see a launch before the first NFL game. Your best case scenario is sometime during NFL season this fall, early winter uh, in Maryland. So listen, we um we we know that Arizona was one of the ones that we were talking about that kind of rapidly moved things through. We were uh, pretty surprised as to how quickly all of that came to be there. In Arizona, then basically the second it came to be, partnerships started getting announced and they were just rattling off as fast as can be what we know of so far. Bally's and the Phoenix Mercury, Barstool and Phoenix Raceway, Bet Fred and the Fort McDowell Nation. We know that it is the BetMGM and the Arizona Cardinals. We got Blue Bet and Colorado River Indian Tribe, Caesars and the Diamondbacks, DraftKings and the uh, PGA Tour. Waste Management, which is the TPC Scottsdale course there um, that they're going to be building a physical sports book at. FanDuel Phoenix Suns. We've got the Kindred Group and the what is that? The Kachon Tribe. How do you? I don't know exactly how you how you say that. Maxim I'm not going to try to butcher that. Yeah, and and White Mountain Points Bet and the Apache Nation. We got Twin Spires and the Tonto Apache Tribe, and then Win Bet also has. A partnership as well. So we're talking about Dustin. I mean, listen, we've we've talked about all the operators that have been involved here in the U.S. We know just rolling down that list right there. There's at least a few that maybe just people aren't even familiar with that have have been able to form partnerships in Arizona. Yet here we are, and there's still a problem in Arizona. Yeah, and this is a problem I think we kind of knew was coming. So uh, here, here's the landscape. September 9th, still a date they're trying to meet. Uh, the On Monday of this week, the Arizona Department of Gaming told applicants whether they were going to get uh, get be licensed and qualified in, in Arizona. So a lot of those partnerships, those people already know whether they're going to have a green light to operate sports betting. Now the, the, the problem here is, you know, what, what happened, and we knew this was going to happen almost certainly, that there are 10 sports. Uh, 10 sports betting licenses available to tribes and all of the gaming tribes applied for them, which is more than 10. That's 16 of them. They all applied uh, to, uh, to do it. And some of them are going to get left out. And uh, we identified, I mean, I identified this as part of when we were talking Mm -hmm. about the legislation, what was going on. This is, this is going to happen. You know, the tribes for whatever reason decided that they needed to give up some of the licenses. I don't know why other than I know, again, this is gets into the micro situation in, in um in Arizona where the tribes got more that they could do at their actual casinos that they could start having table games which is something that mm-hmm. they valued right so that's that's why but I don't know why they gave up the ability for six of their tribes to not have sports betting because that's what the, basically what they did you could have probably gotten all of it for but as we know there's been you know an equal number of you know tribes and there's there's 10 licenses available for tribes Ten available for for uh, sports venues and and league and the and the teams that are in Arizona. So somebody's going to sit out, and you know somebody's you know some of these tribes are not going to make money that they should be making. So it, you know they 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 that to their 
to the to all of this though, the tribe supported the legislation and the way mm-hmm. that Arizona happened because they wanted the other things other than sports betting they got out. But it was the, the the there's too many yeah there's uh they're playing musical chairs not enough chairs somebody's gonna get left out and you know some tribes are not gonna be in sports betting which is you know I think they made their bed with that when they the when the sports betting law came out so uh, and they supported it so we'll see uh, but we I mean it seems like we're gonna we're gonna be on our way to having you know I'm maxing out those twenty sports books in the in the state so when it we sure looks that start way on September 9th. Yeah, and, and you know, a couple of names like I mentioned there, Dustin. I mean, uh, we hadn't talked a ton about Blue Bet. We haven't talked a ton really about Kindred Group from outside of just kind of business type stuff or whatever. Even Betfred is is not something that we've talked about uh, a ton here on on the pod. I mean, these are all you know, Twin Spires obviously rebrands from 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 their sports book. I mean, so there's going to be. I mean, depending on like you were saying, who gets the the green light from Jump, it will be interesting to see if we kind of see it play out like we did in, in basically all these other states where, you know, the, the, the quote unquote big boys, the big names just instantly jump out on top. Or if, if some of these startups here with, I don't know, uh, maybe they'll come out with an expanded menu. Maybe they'll have the greatest signup bonus known to man. Maybe they'll, I mean, there's good. It will be interesting to see if they can get any sort of market share whatsoever in Arizona that, like you said, it's going to be super crowded when it comes to, to people that are operating there. Yeah, uh, I mean, my money is on the same people who are in the lead everywhere else. You know, being mm-hmm. the same. I mean, you also have you know the the biggest partnerships are you know MGM and Cardinals, right? That's no, yeah, that, that that is going to succeed. But MGM already spending crap tons of money on on marketing. They'll be they'll be fine. You know, DraftKings, Fandle clearly will be there. Caesars has to deal with D backs. Um, there's the you know, Barstool will be there. It's in in the state. They, they it's the the path to these other other sports books being relevant is their will to compete. You know, we saw, we've talked in the past recent weeks about Caesars and their, their new will to compete um, with, with mm-hmm. to be in that upper echelon. But, you know, if you just open the doors, uh, it's going to be tough. And, you know, so, and you're not like the, the, the tribes are probably, you know, getting something out of this, but you know, the smaller, the, the, the operator, this the, probably the less you're going to get out of that market access that you're providing them with. So, um, you know, we'll see, it's, it's going to be interesting, but we're going to, and I, I'm still, it's still wild to me that we're like, we, we know so little about how Arizona is going to happen. Who's like, but these sports books are apparently have been told whether they're going to be operating already <laughs> or not. We just don't know, know which ones have been picked. You know, again, all of these, you know, if you're partnered with a team, you're, you're, you're safe. If you're partnered with a tribe might, maybe not so safe. Uh, that's, that's the question. Maybe you already have to have a sports betting partner. We don't know all of this Intel yet. So you know, be, stay tuned. But this Arizona launch is, is kind of the biggest thing that we're watching here ahead of uh, the NFL season starting. Yeah. And, and as you mentioned, I think the other very interesting thing is, is the partnerships and how big a difference which partner maybe makes for you. Because, yes, MGM there with the Cardinals. But of course, as we know, it's eight or nine home games a year in in football. And yes, it's the most amount of people packed into a stadium, most amount of eyeballs in a single time to be able to reach somebody. But, you know, again, eight or nine home games. Then you've got basketball where there's, you know, there's there's you're sitting there with 40 some odd, you know, home games. And so then does does that for FanDuel with the Suns or is it DraftKings where people play golf all year round? And so basically you have people who are going to be going to a place for four hours at a time all year round. And you have all you have those guys that you're reaching or whatever. So it will be certainly be interesting to see 
which one of these partnerships maybe can give any either one of these you know sports books kind of the leg up or something because there's there's certainly bigger ones but then there's also ones that you're just able to to market and reach out to to more people year round or, or longer for a longer time frame so it's super super interesting there in Arizona for me yeah the, the deals with the with the the sports teams are the ones that are you know you get more out of that but you're not just getting market mm-hmm. access you're also getting you know built in marketing you're going to be promoted yep. By the team, you're going to have a sports book on the premises. You're going to have, be in their digital marketing. That's that's far more valuable, and you probably paid more for that market access. I would you can safely assume than than just do it just doing a deal with tribes, which basically gets you a market access, maybe a retail sports book. You know that, mm-hmm. but the yeah, you know being you know the being uh, on Cardinals official stuff, right? That's, right? that's a big deal compared to just being a partner with tribe. So yeah, it'll, I, you know, those should, and you know, th- that's why you saw the biggest, the biggest operators do those partnerships, right. right? Because that's, that's, that's where, where it's at. You get that extra marketing juice. If you're, you're going into a competitive state with 20, 20 uh, sports books, possibly that's what you need to do. So uh, North Carolina is uh, this, this is actually uh, let's call it, let's call it breaking news. Shall we Dustin? Um, some, some pretty decent and pretty big news coming out of North Carolina. Yeah, uh, you know, North Carolina kind of some, kind of snuck up on us here and, uh, you know, over the summer and like online sports betting suddenly in the mix uh, out of kind of out of nowhere. And today we saw that the, the the Senate actually passed a sports betting bill pretty close about 26 to 19 moves on to the House. But, you know, this is usually our legislative season is early in the year, but we have movement here in August in North Carolina. And, uh, you know, we don't know exactly what its fate is in the House. You know, these, this was, you know, we've seen sports betting bills this year, at least passed by overwhelming margins. So this mm-hmm. close margin makes me think there's a little, there's some work to do to be done here. Uh, you know, and who knows, we don't know the micro politics in the house and what's going on there, but good news for North Carolina, uh, you know, one step closer. And this is not a state that we was like, even on our radar, I think earlier this year and is now suddenly, uh, you know, a little closer to online sports betting happening. It's one of the things that we've kind of preached about here as to why, you know, whenever we say we're such advocates of online and mobile sports betting, Dustin, and and at least we have one of the, the, you know, the state senators here saying prohibition doesn't work. We know the activity takes place today, whether we like it or not. We can't ignore that fact. It's just not something regulated and taxed by the state. And that's one of the things that we've preached so often here on this podcast to any of the, you know, legal people out there, lawmakers, if you're an aide, if you're whatever, you know, if you have anybody's ear, the reason we keep saying this is it's happening regardless. You might as well take a piece of the pie. Like having it turned off doesn't do any good. It's happening anyway. So you might as well take a piece of the pie and then also gain more of that as well, because there is a healthy contingent of people who you would get if they had the luxury of signing up and betting from their couch, as opposed to having to physically go down to a casino. Right. And and, uh, and I always caution, no state is going to make, you know, something that's a huge amount of money for their budget, but it is, right. it, it is something, right. It's something that you, you don't have to cut tax. You don't have to raise taxes somewhere else or cut a, cut a project. Like this is something. It's free and, money. Uh, it's fat. Yeah. It's free money. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just, that's what basically what it comes down to. It's free money because again, it's, it's, it's happening regardless. So you might, you get your piece and you don't have to do anything like you're saying, you don't have to raise taxes on people. You don't have to, it's, it's, it's free money. So um, that's the reason we always, 
kind of preach with all of this. Um, Dustin, take us home with uh, with my home state, with Louisiana. We know that uh, it was it was passed in this past legislative sec- session. Um, has kind of been fast tracked along the way. Here we talk about a lot of these states where things have been moving at a snail's pace, trying to get things done. It looks like Louisiana is trying to do just the opposite. Yeah, another one where it's been slow road a little bit, I'd say, because we haven't heard a whole lot. But just today, uh, mere hours, I think, before we got on this podcast, uh, the emergency rules that would help implement sports betting were passed. We don't know what that means in terms of a launch, um, but this this sets the stage for it. Finally, where you know we we're kind of waiting to see what would happen. Um, and now we have official rules that could. You know, could could it be in time for the actual start of the NFL season? That seems like a stretch, but you know that could be something that's out there. Um, I think more again, more likely that we're seeing it sometime later this year, early next year, maybe well before the Super Bowl. I, right, right now it's pretty hard to handicap. Right. We don't have any any details, but this is this is positive news. Uh, you know, it's, this means we're probably more like in the months than years from, uh, you know, we know, we know some other states have taken their sweet time, Louisiana now moving forward. And, you know, uh, with a little bit of good luck, you're going to have some NFL betting there in Louisiana online before the end of the year. Seems like it. Talking to one of the uh, bill sponsors, John Stefanski told LSR, he said, I'm, I'm more optimistic now talking about the, that sports betting will launch uh, during football season. He said, we gave the gaming control board the ability to give provisional licenses. So even if they don't have a physical sports book built, they can go live with a mobile application. It's very likely, he says. And so, um, you know, that that tends to lead me to believe, Dustin, again, we can't, you know, I can't see the future. You can't see the future. Whatever, but it seems like that's opening the door to basically all of the all the big boys to just come in and, and, and get operating as soon as, as soon as Louisiana kind of flips the switch there. So um, there is DFS going on now in, in Louisiana finally. So uh, there, there's there, that is that finally got going. So maybe we can get sports betting going down there as well, guys, everything that we talk about here on this podcast, we mention this every single week, you can find the written content over at legal I cannot tell you enough how much you should go over there and actually read all of these articles as well to get the absolute full understanding of everything that we're talking about here. Tons of hard work goes into all of this, talking to people that you don't want to have to talk to and reading things that you don't want to have to read to put this in a very easy form to digest and keep you in the know with all of all of this stuff. So, uh, Adam, who is on vacation, uh, Godspeed to him. Hopefully, hopefully he is uh, sipping a, a cocktail right now uh, and his team over there doing just a unbelievable work. Uh, if you do want to follow Adam while he's gone, it's Adam Candy. That's two E's, no Y. You should follow Dustin at Dustin Galker. It is absolutely free. Just smash that button. And if you hate yourself, you can follow me at Matt Brown M2. For Dustin, I'm Matt. Talk to you guys next week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.